So, you want to talk sports? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast, the first inaugural Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I'm Mitchell Kaminsky. And I'm Marshall McDeluso. Could you please turn that awful music off? We're trying to run a podcast here. Alrighty then, and here we will give you this week's rundown of the top leagues, who's hot and who's not, and our hot topics of the week. Let's get right into it with the opening rant. The Browns have proved, once again, why are they one of the most dysfunctional teams in sports. On Monday, the Browns fired their head coach, Hugh Jackson. They had a record of 2-5-1, where they faced the Steelers twice, Baltimore, the Chargers, and New Orleans. Not exactly the easiest schedule. So Hall of Fame quarterbacks in that list. And you, the Browns, who had 0-16 last year, thought you were better than that? They're a field goal kicker away from being 4-4 this season. And on top of that, they fired Todd Haley, leaving Greg Williams, the same Greg Williams, who is the Bounty Gate coordinator <laughs> in New Orleans, that Greg Williams, who's paying players to injure other players. That's all right with me. Let's be as the head coach. <laughs> Defensive coaches like John Fox, like we saw last year with Mitch Trubisky, or Jeff Fisher with Jared Goff over in New Orleans, doesn't work well. They got a rookie quarterback, Baker Mayfield, and you're letting Greg Williams be your head coach halfway through the season. It, like, on, it, in today's league, you need offensive coaches. Todd Haley has a proven track record. He's a good offense coach. Hugh Jackson, another good offensive coach. I think they're going to easily get a coordinator job down the road in this league. It baffles me, the ineptitude of this franchise. But I think what got Hugh Jackson fired was the optics of the whole thing. HBO's Hard Knocks yeah. got Hugh Jackson fired. Okay. If, you look at, if you look at it, he came off as arrogant, as a hothead. You're looking at meetings. It's true. And he's like, he seemed very insecure. Even in press conferences... Later in the season, where he had to like obnoxiously pound his chest, like I'm the head coach of this team, I might need to take over play calling. Like, there's fighting going on in the training camp. Like, your good teams don't touch the quarterback. <laughs> and there's the reports Hugh, Hugh Jackson was uh, battling with Todd Haley, and the optics of it were not good. And I think that it all stemmed from hard knocks. Hard knocks got Hugh Jackson fires, and once again. This proves why the Browns are one of the most dysfunctional teams in sports. And you're two weeks away from a bye. Like, this is, like, the worst time to do it. Honestly, I feel bad for Maker Mayfield. Yeah. He's got, he's got a rough road ahead of him. Well, thanks for that, Mish. Uh, we're going to get right into our This Week in the NFL. Uh, so, first off, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's pretty decent, pretty decent. He beats uh, one of the best teams in the NFL, in my opinion, the Denver Broncos. 30 Broncos to, homer. Okay, all right. all right. It's fine. 30-23, to 23, he had 304 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. What 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 is he from Patrick Mahomes today? Patrick Mahomes has been doing what he's like been doing all year, and I don't say like it might be the new rules in it, but like he looks like a flag football quarterback out yeah. there. He's, like, he's on a whole nother level. The arm strength yeah. is amazing. You see him warming up. I think it was before one of the Monday night games. Yeah, it was like a sixty. He threw like he threw like eighty yeah, yards, yeah. and it was effortlessly. The, the only thing with Mahomes that I see, because obviously he's tearing it up, he has not played any cold weather games yet. You know, but later in when it gets snow and sleet in Kansas City, late in December, January games. Yeah. We'll see how well yeah. he performs. That's I, my only question with him. Honestly, like he's a fantastic quarterback. I've been watching. I've been watching the Chiefs kill the Broncos. Yeah, they've had to the, twice the, in the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we haven't beaten them in like two years, I think. And like, it was hard because the Broncos' defense—it's not that good. Bradley Roby was—he was burnt toast out there. Uh, but Mahomes, I think 
I think the first game showed a lot more just how good he is. But yeah, like you said, like the Chiefs defense, they're not they're not gonna win in uh they're not gonna win win late in the season in the playoffs. I mean I'm hoping. I'm hoping because like we got the most recent. It was, especially with that offense. That offense has got so many weapons. Uh the Chiefs. Uh, he's been putting up like video yeah. game. I mean numbers. he had two he had two touchdowns as like Sammy Watkins is one of their like underdog receivers who's like oh, yeah, yeah. he's fantastic. It helps when you have the fa- one of the fastest guys in the NFL yeah, on the Tyree, planet in Tyree Kill. You got a just, great running back. He just handed to yeah, the running back. My opinion, one of the best tight end, probably the best tight end in the NFL at yeah, this I, point. I think he's Gronk's always injured. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what goes on with them. Uh, Packers-Rams, that was a great game. Rams are 8-0. They beat Packers 29-27. You know, Aaron Rodgers, he had he had his comeback story, like on a platter for him. And then Ty Montgomery just decided that he could return to kickoff and fumbled immediately after that, uh, killed the comeback before it even started. Well, we'll start with the Rams here. Rams yeah. look pretty good. They yeah, obviously yeah, added course. a pass rusher uh, th- during the trade deadline. We'll get to that. But the real story here, I think, is the uh, Green Bay Packers. And th- there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff coming out there this they're, week. They're Apparently, like Montgomery was up, according to teammates at the locker room. Montgomery was upset that he got taken out of the game earlier, and so the coach and uh, it's kind of like they were saying he was. Kind of going rogue because the coach told yeah. him to take a knee, and he went out. I anyway. feel like that's like the norm. Like most, like most returners, unless it's unless it's not kicked in the end zone, like you should probably being told. It. But like, yeah, I don't know how true it is. I do think it was kind of crappy of everyone to call out uh, Ty Montgomery. Yeah, and like what he said, no one addressed him in the locker room. Which yeah, you can't do it. And then he ended up getting traded for basically nothing. He got shipped off yeah. to Baltimore, and you know who's behind that? I think it was Aaron Rodgers, yeah. mostly behind the decision. Because if you look at it. He was pissed. And the Packers, once again, this is another franchise that has baffled me. You got Aaron Rodgers in your prime. Yeah. They have wasted good years with him. Had a chance to get Khalil Mack. Didn't do it. They're right in the hunt of the NFC playoff race. They trade their best safety, and they've needed to draft someone in the secondary. They drafted a defensive player, I think it was like the past five drafts or something. I have to yeah. get the right number. Yeah. And you're trading away your, your only Pro Bowl safety you have there. And now you're trading away Ty Montgomery. You don't exactly have a running game. And while yeah. Ty Montgomery is no stud... He can do special teams. He was underrated. He was in receiver I thought he meetings. was really good for them. Yeah, he's in receiver meetings, running back meetings, and special teams meetings. He's the perfect utility player. I, I, I just yeah, I, don't I get think it. it was the last two years. Like, I think it, when Ty Montgomery first came on the scene, is because whoever they were, because they had like the whole Eddie Lacy situation that was just not good with his like weight, whatever. Uh, Ty Montgomery, I honestly felt like he was like a, he was like a savior for their offense at one point because they had nothing and they just got the guy with an with an eighties number, threw him in at running back, and he produced like. Oh, like decent numbers. And he's a smart. He, he was from Stanford. He's like a smart. He's a good player to have. He's a smart guy. He's. The, I would. The, mind you, the football, the fumble thing wasn't smart, but like you can't have like yeah. one fumble to find your career. This was an. I think this is an Aaron Rodgers thing, and I, I am a big fan of Aaron Rodgers, but it seems like things aren't right over there in Packer yeah. land. There's a little. So and we get more than that with the with the trade. Yeah. We're talking about the trade week, you know, we got some juicy stuff in there. Uh, next one. Uh, we talked about Aaron Rodgers, the opposite of Aaron Rodgers when it comes to being a good quarterback. Eli Manning uh, just lost to the Redskins 2013. He had a touchdown to, I believe it was Evan Ingram with two picks. And the Giants, they're, they're bad. They are real bad. They are really bad. And if, the funny thing about this offense is, in today's NFL, Eli Manning's in the top five in passing yards this year. Really? But, um, yeah, he's better. He does not. That just goes to show you can't always go by stats. If you look at the eye test, he's awful. Uh, the Giants line. It's yeah. not been good. Nate Solder is not paid out for him. He's got the yips back but there. He's not mobile. Eli's not mobile. And if you look at it, really, he's been on the decline for the past couple of years where OBJ really saved him. Before yeah. Obel, Odell Beckham Jr. got there, he was completing 50% of his passes. So if it yeah. wasn't for Odell Beckham, like coming to the offense, his career would be over a lot sooner. 
There's reports they're going to start uh, Kyle Valletta. Yeah. And he got arrested <laughs> in a traffic incident in New Jersey on uh, Tuesday while he was driving to the team's practice facility. So Yeah, there, like I remember like, seeing the report. He was getting the first team reps for the Giants. And it seemed, you know, maybe something might happen with that. But, but yeah, Eli Manning, it's, it's, it's been – the Giants are – they're, they're like they're like the worst version of the Packers, where they fully lost it. They know? look Eli dysfunctional, Apple. and and like we were, we've talked about before, uh, uh, running back Saquon Barkley, not a good pick. No, yeah. I was about to get into that. Yeah, the dysfunction this year started when you didn't draft Sam Darnold, and now he's going to be yeah. playing with the New York Jets, and you're going to have to watch him in your yeah. backyard beating up for years. Then after that, I think it was the Monday night game against Atlanta. If you look at that game. Ridiculous! Last two minutes, they had oh, like a two-minute drill. Their clockwork was the clockwork awful. was awful. Eli Manning tried two QB sneaks at the one. Yeah. They went for well before that. They tried to go for two. For and like the math no on that reason. is like, all right, fine. You know, you're gonna go. But then the two, they yeah, didn't get it. it just doesn't make sense. And then the onside kick they tried, where they just like booted it downfield. It was a mess. Yeah, that I, was like yeah, the push kick. Did, yeah, uh, but yeah, Giants not looking good. Redskins, you know, they they're just sneaky. They, they got Swerger. Now they good. added Clinton Dix. Not not yeah. And then we got Seahawks Panthers. Those are those are two underdogs. Seahawks beat the Lions twenty fourteen. Panthers beating the Ravens. Two two good teams. That was a good game. Thirty six to twenty one. So those those are two underdogs from this week. The uh, Panthers. We'll start with them. They have a really underrated front seven. They have yeah. one of the better defenses in football that no one talks about. Cam Newton all of a sudden is an accurate quarterback. These past <laughs> couple of weeks, like and that was his biggest problem was his accuracy. Yeah. But he's standing in the pocket now. He's becoming a pocket yeah, passer. That was his big thing. He's not a pocket passer. He's, he's always been athletic, and but what mixed with that, McCaffrey I love as a back. He can run yeah. smart, catches out of the backfield. They're looking really good. That's one of my Super Bowl dark horses. The Seahawks, I definitely Super Bowl, think... Super Bowl. Super Bowl Dark Horses. Super Bowl Dark Horses. Ah, Watch the Panthers. I, I need a couple more weeks to see them. That's fair. They, That's they, fair. They look very good right I mean, now. I mean, dude, like, he's kind of got that X factor with him. Yeah. Uh, Especially like with the way the defense is playing. Yeah, one of the better linebackers, Keekly there, too. Yeah. Yeah, um, we'll, def- we'll definitely... Uh, upcoming weeks, we'll definitely be talking about the Panthers. And I mean, Seahawks. especially, too, with the with the uh, Seahawks. Russell Wilson. Well, I think it also starts with Pete Carroll. Everyone said they're in a rebuild this year, but like Pete Carroll has done a tremendous job with them. They're running the ball over 50% of their plays on offense this year. The only team in the NFL yeah. to run the ball more than they pass. Like 50% of their offense is run plays. Pete Carroll's done a terrific job with them. I mean, Camp Chancellor got injured, which is devastating, but yeah. they are, they're clicking on all phases. And like, Russell Westbrook, or yeah. Westbrook, uh, Wilson, <laughs> one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, I, and I definitely think people. I think we kind of pulled the trigger on the rebuild too fast, just because the Legion of Boom, it, it's like totally gone. Besides, I think Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright, there's still decent, decent linebackers. I think the fact that that kind of dissolved, kind of made it look like from the outside, from like the public view, like Seahawks are like their like glory days are over. Yeah. Like they need to rebuild, but like when you can't you can't count out Russell Wilson. He is such a good quarterback. And I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but they definitely could make some I think yeah. they could be a playoff team. They're maybe yeah. a wild card team. They're playing really well right now. Now and then next game, Bucks uh couldn't quite get the comeback against the Bengals. Fitzmagic came back. Our our guy Fitzmagic. Uh Jameis Winston, not great. He had a pick or four picks, one touchdown and he had he had one of the funniest interceptions with that he scrambles, you know. We got we got this great scramble. Just throws it right into the chest of a linebacker. You know, you can see the the <laughs> linemen are just pissed at him. That was just a bad situation. Yeah, Fizz Magic. Uh, he got named the starter, I believe. Yeah, he did get named the starter uh, yeah. just earlier earlier today. Um, he got named the starter. Um, but yeah, I think, well, Jameis Winston. 
he had a bad habit of turning the ball over in college, and that's a tough habit to break, and it, yeah. he hasn't broken it once he got in the NFL. There's been some maturity issues there, which also red flags in college, yeah. also carried over to the NFL. Stealing crap legs. Can't, I think, can't do that in my NFL team. And <laughs> he's, like, grabbing a Uber driver. It's a mess oh over there. You God. can't have that. Is it? And, yeah, but, and then Fitzmagic, we know what he is. I mean, everyone thinks he's cool because, oh, I went to Harvard, but I dress pretty still with he's got sunglasses cool and the yeah, chain. Yeah, like He nice. looked like Conor McGregor, nice. but he's not that good of a quarterback. Yeah, no, he has yeah. show flashes, but there's a reason they benched him and went back to uh, Jameis in the first place. Yeah, he was not. Uh, I think this is Jameis' last year in Tampa Bay. Yeah. I don't see them paying, picking up that option and paying him. And I think Fitzmagic, uh, Fitzpatrick, he could be like, a starter starting next year would be a bridge quarterback to someone yeah. to pick up maybe, but I don't. Yeah, it's a mess there. Yeah, I, Jameis, I think this we we have seen the the last days of Jameis Winston as a starting quarterback in the NFL yeah. this this week. And I'm rooting for Fitzpatrick too, but he's not the solution. Yeah. We've seen this before. Hey, still got the my reason guess. it's called Fitz Magic because magic's an illusion. It's <laughs> not real. I, I think it's Fitz Magic because of his really cool wardrobe. <laughs> Anyways, we have Saints, Saints Vikings highly anticipated game. You know, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL was with the Vikings case Keenum last year. <laughs> and now they downgraded with Kirk. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, no, rematch from that fantastic playoff game last year. Saints thir- Saints won 30 to 20. Uh Breeze had a touchdown, Kamara had a touchdown, and there was a pick six in there uh, off of the money man Kirk Cousins. Uh Saints, they're looking really good at this point. So right top, now, top, one of the best teams in the NFL. I think, yeah, I, I think you got to have them top three in the NFL. I mean, it's tough to yeah. go against the Rams because they're eight and zero. But I'm yeah. looking at, and we'll see this week. They face each other head to head on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. But I think the, the great quarterback, running game's good. That defense has really cleaned up their act. Um, and they just added Eli Apple in the secondary. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I think that's real. I, I like Eli Apple. That's a good. Pick. That game though, I think was more an indictment on the Vikings. Than yeah. it wasn't because the Saints were terrific, but um, once again, Case, uh, Case <laughs> thinking back to that best quarterback in the NFL, maybe uh, Kirk Cousins uh, against good teams. Always like he, he's done his thought his career is coming short, and I didn't think he even played like awful that game. But um, yeah, they got a the, they've the, definitely taken a step back. From yeah, last. the, the defense has not were, been as good. The Vikings were kind of like out of nowhere last year. They had a fantastic defense. Pat Sherman ran the offense fantastically. Because, like, I mean, I'm joking about Case Keenum. He's, like, he's a decent cornerback. Uh, they just had a really good scheme. And I think the scheme yeah. of last year is kind of gone. Uh, and now with Kirk Cousins, I mean, he is what he is. He can win games. You like that. Sometimes you don't like that. It's, uh, yeah. I, it'll be interesting they to see how they go. There. No, the offense they I mean, has looked feeling. decent. And, feeling. like, the one, he threw a pick six in the game, and the guy stopped on his route. So that's really, as a quarterback, you can't blame him because yeah. he's expecting him to continue. But um, I got to see I gotta see him win some more big games. Yeah. And also, the Saints, like, if you look at the stats, like, they didn't do anything, like, crazy good. I think, like, Breeze like, 180 <coughs> yards, pick, and a touchdown. Kamara had 45 yards. So they didn't, like, kill him with, a big, with like, big plays or anything. They just kind of, they just showed consistency. But yeah, like you were saying, I think it's the NFL. They dropped like the power rankings. And it was, uh, I believe, it was Rams, Chiefs, Saints. So I think those those three are definitely going to be the ones to watch for the Super Bowl this year. Uh, so that kind of concludes. That that pretty much wraps up the NFL. Yeah. We had some good games this week. Uh, interesting storylines. Dive into the NBA. Oh yeah, right. The biggest NBA. soap opera. <laughs> uh, we'll start with Jimmy Butler. Trade saga continues. A couple weeks ago, he was bursting. Well, he won, he demanded a trade. Yeah. Timberwolves wouldn't trade him. Burst it into practice. You need me. 
Did she yeah. You need me, baby. And they whooped everyone's ass uh, in that practice. Um, hey, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, you know what? But, but Jimmy <laughs> Butler, and I was always a Jimmy fan. He plays great defense. He's scrappy, hardworking guy. And his biggest thing was like he, he was he wants to win. But then he wants one of his trade teams, Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Do you really want to win if you want to go to the like, Nets? I think we're seeing with the, the Kyrie, a lot of these players like they want, want their, their own, own team. team. Honestly, like, like get a ring, dude. Everyone like, gives Kevin Durant crap for leaving, but like look how I well that's worked out crap. for him. I'm selfish, enjoying that's life. Garbage. That's ruined the NBA. Right, you know what? Three before me. Yeah, I, I, I think Jimmy Butler. If he if he went to like, say, was it the Rockets that were? Well, that's what we're gonna get into. Yeah, the trade saga continues. The Rockets have started the season an abysmal one and five, and they it's offered the max amount of first round uh, first round draft picks a team can, and uh, the uh, Timberwolves are being a little stingy there. Uh, so we'll have to see where that goes, but that's yeah, the time that, thing to watch out for. Like, but Jimmy Butler for tonight's game has said he is sitting out. Uh, according to the Timberwolves, uh, it was mutual between them, but um, I don't know something could be brewing there. That he just doesn't yeah. want to play. Uh, that like that, would that be whole situation. I, it would be scary. interesting to see how the uh, the Rockets would fare with that, because that that'd be a lot of that'd be a lot of guys who like the ball in their hands. It would add another good defender. I didn't like the whole Carmelo Anthony signing. I thought that was kind of like panic, like. Because yeah. they're obsessed with the Warriors. I'm like, yeah, oh, panic, let's add another need, superstar. They need more but, stars. Well, I yeah, I don't think Carmelo But I don't know, like, it, I don't know, picking up Jimmy Butler as a one-year rental, especially for all the picks they offered. I forget how many it was, but it was, like, the max amount of picks you can offer. I think it was, like, three first-rounders or something like that. It was a ridiculous amount. Then that could, like, build a team. I think so, too. I don't know why they wouldn't do it, but they want to hold on to him. I know Tibbs likes him, uh, the head coach. So. Hey, they got to rebuild the Wolves up in Minnesota, right? That's definitely, definitely something <laughs> to watch out for. Um, in other news, uh, the Westbrook and Patrick Beverly got into a scrap on uh, Tuesday night. Um, two hustle players right there. Yeah, two scrappy guys. Uh, Russell Westbrook uh, went to the basket, and he was doing like a little uh, cradle thing. like uh, cradle baby. baby. Thing. Yeah, yeah, cradle baby. Um, and then he later did it again. Beverly did it back. And then later in the game, there's loose ball. Patrick Beverly dove, and it looked like he was going for loose ball. Dove right at uh, his knees for Russell Westbrook that he just had surgery on. If you remember, the first time he had to have surgery, it's because Patrick Beverly dove at his knees. Both yeah. of them were drawn afterwards, had to be separated. So, uh, yeah, whose side were you? Who's See, honestly, I'm, I'm Westbrook. If you watch, so Westbrook is being guarded by Beverly. He comes in, puts a move on, gets a hard layup, and then and he does the baby to, uh, to like, he was right in front of Beverly, but he did it to his own bench. I mean, it's obviously at He Beverly. knows the yeah. Yeah, but within Beverly, Russell Westbrook was, like, guarding a man on a three-point line. Not Beverly. Beverly drives on. I don't even know who it was. There's another Thunder player, though. Scores. Looks directly at Westbrook and does the same thing back. Oh, like, yeah. You don't want to get showed up by him. I mean, for, like, he the didn't diving, show him up. As far as, like, the diving at the, uh, the yeah, loose yeah, ball, yeah, though, fair. I'm on Beverly's side. He's just playing hard. He's going for loose ball. And that's you don't want to show him up. I definitely know he knows what he's doing. But if the fact that, like, if, if a guy scores on me... And like shows me up, and then does a celebration at me, and then I score on his lesser teammate, and I jaw at him. Like I feel like that's a that's a pretty like poor way of like making your comeback. It's like yeah, well. Okay, but one he, one's a former MVP, average triple double, and then Patrick Beverly, journeyman who had to start his career in China. So you know like, who, who are you trying I to love, show up here? I, I like I'm a Patrick Beverly. He's a scrappy guy. I'm saying playing if, hard. I would appreciate it more if Beverly scored on Westbrook. I, so I, I would appreciate it. Perhaps. That's all I'm saying. Right, moving on, last NBA topic. Uh, 
The Lakers have been struggling so far this season. Rajon Rondo uh, got suspended for a couple games after a fight, and when Lonzo Ball came in, he played pretty well. So moving forward, uh, the question is, who do you think should be the uh, point guard of the Lakers uh, moving forward? Uh, I'm gonna go with. I think I'm gonna go with Rajon Rondo. I, I like Rondo as point guard. He's got. I. I mm. If you look See, at the two wins though, Lonzo Ball starting, and the two biggest knocks on Lonzo Ball was he didn't have a three point shot and he didn't have an NBA body. Both of those this year. He definitely I, came in I with an like NBA bottle, and the three-point shot's been a lot better. I also like how Lonzo Ball, he's an unselfish player, where Rondo, I feel like, will dribble the air out of the ball, looking for an assist to pad his stats. But Lonzo, he gets it, he gets it out of his hands quick. I, I think that fits well with LeBron's style. So I would I go with Lonzo. Say, I want to say Rondo, because he's got the experience, but you have him, like, spitting on guys, where I feel like his experience kind of goes to win. But yeah, I, it, it's really a toss-up. I, I don't think Lonzo is as consistent as he should be, though. Maybe, but Rondo's not consistent either. If you look at him, he shows up during his primetime TV games and his playoff games. The middle Wednesday games, hey, watching with the Bulls, you know he what? takes time off, and also a coach has a better chance of getting along with a hyena than they do with Rondo. That's why he's on his sixth team in five years. You know what? I still like Rondo, though. He's a fighter guy. You know, you know, Lonzo's not going to defend his teammates like Rondo is. He's going to go kick him in the head or spit on him, throw a right hook. That's what the, that's what the players want to see. That's what the fans want to see, too. It's all about, them. I, yeah, it's all about a business, <laughs> baby. Yeah, but, like, you know, Lonzo's got the dead. Uh, hot takes. All right. All right. On Euro trash. Euro <laughs> trash. Biggest soccer update. We're talking soccer now. I know. We, we got a lot of soccer fans here at Bradley. So I'm just going to just a little quick EPL action. No Champions League, really. Uh, the things you need to know about this week of soccer. Arsenal's defense still sucked. They don't really know what they're doing. They uh, drew Crystal Palace 2-2 uh, with uh, two penalties. You're starting Granite Shaw got left back. He's a he's a attacking holding midfielder. Crystal Palace. Sounds, Crystal. Like, a, sounds like a strip club. Oh, oh my You know what? They're Wilfred, does. Uh, Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But Arsenal, they don't know what they're doing with their back four. You can, I don't care how many through balls Basel also has. If you don't have a good defense, can't win games. Uh if you like the running man challenge, Pogba does too, apparently. He tried to uh do the same thing against Everton this week. Uh, with this really, really dumb penalty run up. You can, you can look it up. He, he like it, it actually took him like six seconds to get up to the ball. It was it was absurd. And he of course he missed it and then he got a quick easy rebound. But you know, one thing I will say though, Manchester United, they're looking good. They beat Everton two one. Marshall's great form. Ross Ross Barkley's back. Chelsea is firing off all cylinders. Uh, he's got three goals, two assists in four games. Uh, they they're looking good. They're looking ready to contend. But uh, Man City, after they beat Tottenham one nothing, they they're they're at the top of the league on goal differential with Liverpool. Uh, I, they're gonna win it. I don't think anyone else really has a chance. Their defense is fantastic. They have an absurd amount of good players uh, that can play winger, striker, whatever. You got Aguero. You got you got Sané and De Bruyne sitting on the bench, and they're still beating Tottenham. They can only go up from here. Uh, that's just a little preview to soccer. We got Ar- things to watch though. We got Arsenal and uh, Liverpool playing. That'll just be a shootout because both of their defenses are iffy. And then uh, uh, Chelsea's playing Crystal Palace, the strip club team, as Mitch would say, uh, which could which could go which could go pretty well. Go, that could be a good game. That could be a good game. So watch out for that. But yeah, that concludes. Go it Crystal all. Palace. Go Crystal Palace. That one's for you, Ted. Yeah. Oh yeah. And now we'll go straight back into some some American sports for right. less exciting college football. Time baby. for college football. The college football uh, committee dropped their go rankings. Bradley. Yes, undefeated since 1970. Yeah, uh, so we'll go over the top team, Alabama, to no one's surprise. So, uh, ranked number one overall. But here's my knock before I continue on Alabama. They never schedule any tough road games. 
Every time they have a big road game, mm. it's always at a neutral mm. site. Easy yeah. schedule, but you know what? They do have the best team in country. Not going to argue that. Clemson, number two. LSU came in at number three. Uh, two SEC schools in the top four, but uh, no surprise there. Notre Dame at number four. Notre Dame looks really, really good right now. Um, they switched their quarterback from Wimbush to the backup midway through the season, and the offense has gotten better. Um, they got some dudes up front, some big dudes. They pushed around Michigan, who's no slouch. Speaking of Michigan, they come in at number five. Georgia at number six. Oklahoma at number seven. Washington State at eight, Kentucky nine, that's Ohio State Kentucky ten. Kentucky the top ten, and that's where I like. Yeah, we won't go through the whole top twenty-five, but top six, I do think they got right. I may have switched Notre Dame to three and moved Michigan in there, but um, I do think there's some Big Ten bias in there. I I was surprised they have Virginia and Boston College in the top twenty-five, and they don't have Northwestern, who has a legitimate shot of winning the Big Ten West and going to the yeah. Big Ten championship game. Don't understand that. Um, Michigan, their two best wins this year were Wisconsin and Michigan State, neither of which are ranked. And I think, especially when you got Virginia at six and two, Iowa State is four and three. They're at number twenty four. <laughs> That's This is setting Fresno up. Fresno State in there. The, the the problem with this is, and they're, Michigan right now is ranked where they should be, but later down the road, if they need to get another SEC school in or Pac ten twelve team in. Like, this could screw over Michigan, where it's discrediting the resume. When they're taking yeah. the two best wins, two signature wins right now, neither one of them is ranked. Something to watch out for. UCF, uh, last year's national champion, uh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> so I, I, they yeah. say. Give them a 7 shot. 7-0. Give the kids they're a down shot. At, they're down at number 12. Yeah, they're not no going to lose Some people will make, like 2022. Some people are going to make an argument. I think, get out of here. Alabama's best team. What? They really shouldn't be... I'd like to see them in, but like I don't really want to waste one of the four playoff spots on them. Unfortunately, I think they are where they see, should be. See, when if they do win, that would be like one of the greatest stories. Um, yeah, but <laughs> keep an eye on Michigan up there. Um, yeah, so in- interesting as usual, but it's still very early in the college football season. A lot of things can happen. Ohio State was in the mix, and then they got uh, bulldozed by Purdue of all teams. Yeah, so we'll see, what, we'll see what happens as far as college football concerned. Uh, so keep an eye on that. And now we go back into the real sports, the most important sport in this podcast, intramural football. Oh, good God. We got, we got Thursday Night Football, Sigat versus DUC. You know, the quarterback, he's decent. He's, he's all right. Oh, I'm just kidding. The deep ball accuracy is uh, yeah, not, not great. <laughs> defense, is the best. defense is the best in the league. Offense is third best in the league. Looking to, looking to take a... Take a I'm a, win I'm, I'm a quarterback for those. Yeah, yeah, Mitch's quarterback. I, that's why we're not. Usually quarterbacks are hot. That's why everyone's surprised oh, that I'm a quarterback. Wow. <laughs> we got jokes. Yeah, but the line, middle linebacker's always, you know, he's pretty, pretty hot guy. Hey, blew, uh, not blew, blew a couple coverages. <laughs> what? Anyway. anyway, we got who's hot and who's not from this week. Mitch, you can, you can start us off. All right. Who is hot right now? Uh, Red Sox manager. Uh, Alex Cora. Alex Cora. I knew yeah. that. Cora. Oh, yeah. uh, obviously, congratulations. Managing the best team, or uh, one of the best teams in baseball history. 108 wins during the regular season. Decent. Right. And they beat some good teams. I think Houston had one of the se- the second best uh, roster in the league. Yeah, Steamrolled by them. Houston Yankees are no slouches. Steamrolled by them. Dodgers, great team. Machado, steamrolled by them. But he is hot today. Because at their parade, he basically told the Yankees, suck it. So I appreciate it. Alex <laughs> Cora, see, you, you are gotta, hot. You got to have some personality. When you, when, you win, when you win it all, you can say what you want to say. Uh, for, 
Uh, so he told yeah he told the Yankees to quote suck on it so that's what that but, you know uh, what you know what you know, came, I respect that yeah New York fuck New whoa whoa we're gonna have to edit that out yeah yeah New York but uh, yeah yeah but yeah. I no he's, New York and Boston sucks they right. I don't like them anyways uh, who's hot for me Bulls fans who want Zion Williamson because the Bulls are absolutely terrible they got murdered by the Warriors this week it was funny the the, the Bulls put out on their, like, final score, and all they said was, Warriors a lot, Bulls a lot less. That's going to be the story for this whole year. Honestly, like, like, really really quickly, though, from that game, Clay Thompson set the record for threes. That's another reason I think Durant made the right choice going in there. No, Unselfish. You know who had the record that he broke? Oh Steph Curry. And according to him, at halftime, they looked at the box score, and he told Clay Thompson, go get it. Unselfish. That's why I like, I, that's why I'm a big Steph Curry fan. They were I mean, reigning like MVP, Curry. and he brings people in. And Kevin Durant, I hate him for what he did it, but like that's a good decision hey, for him. You know, we're talking, anyway, we're not Williams. talking about good basketball. We're talking about bad yeah. basketball. <laughs> and the Bulls are going to honestly, if if the Warriors like tried, they could have hung two hundred on the Bulls. I'm, yeah, they, oh yeah, they could have murdered them. The Bulls are no awful. defense on that team. They yeah. had Jabari Parker and the Levine all ball dominant forwards. They don't play defense. Yeah, they're terrible. But hey, terrible. it's all about the draft picks. They're gonna get Zion. They Wizards are one and six, though. You know they got some competition yeah, let's there. Let's see who's the worst team. Suns are one and five. Race to the bottom. Mavericks look good. Two and five. That's true. We'll, we'll, Tied we'll, with the Lakers. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. Right, but let's the go Bulls, Zion Williams. The Bulls. Zion Williams are confirmed. The tank. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then who's not? Who's not hot for me? Uh, myself. Uh, because the people who are not hot right now are the Broncos fans. Because all right, this happens for like a lot of teams. You know. You got to trade players, trade line, deadline hits. The Demarius Thomas trade, which we'll talk about more later in the show, uh, it was, it, it it makes sense for all three parties: the Texans, uh, the Broncos, and Demarius Thomas. But like seeing those players who walk away, you know, after being 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 traded or being let go after being with a team for like I think DT was with the Broncos for eight years. It just sucks. It pulls your heartstrings. You get so nostalgic about it. Tebow with that. Uh, Overtime miracle against the Steelers. I remember watching that game. That was fantastic. And just losing those players like that tugs the heartstrings a little bit. You know, I, I was not, I was not hot when that when that news dropped. They just going to Houston. I'll survive. I'll survive. I'll try. Uh, for my not hot as uh, the Buffalo Bills QBs today. They just signed Matt Barkley. You who is with well, he was the Bears? Yeah, he wasn't right. the Bears. He got cut during the preseason. He was like. Uh, Two picks. He, he's not good. Well, it started. Yeah, it's been a it's Poor been a mess Peterman. over there. Well, Nathan Peterman's been a train wreck. Then they had uh, uh, Josh Allen. Josh, Josh Allen. He's, he's a train wreck. He's all right. I mean, eh, he only threw one touchdown pass. Wide receivers hurdle. in the NFL this year have more touchdown passes than the Buffalo Bills quarterbacks combined. Yeah. So now they go back. That's so when that's that's not you you don't want to see that as a franchise. And then the guy they just, the old veteran they picked up. Um, Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson, he got concussed. So today they picked up uh, Matt Barkley. They also picked up Terrell Pryor. And fun Terrell fact, Pryor? Terrell Pryor's career passer rating is 69.3. Nathan Peterman's career passer rating is 31.4. So I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I honestly believe Terrell Pryor could walk into the facility today and lead the Bills offense by Sunday better than Nathan Peterman can. He's been a train wreck. Hey, you know what? They ran a lot of Wildcat against the Patriots, and Terrell Pryor can make them have another hey, Wildcat more. Look at that. Yeah, look at that pass <laughs> rating. And there was reports, too, before they got Anderson, that if like the, the, the uh, Coach McDermott would lose the locker room, 
if he started Peterman. I feel bad. For and, that guy. Or, yeah, Sean McDermott. So I do too. I, w- I wish him well, but he's not good. He's so he's bad. He's not good. He's so bad. But now it's you know the best part. We got our hot topics of this week. Uh, some fun debates coming up. First, we got you know we haven't talked about it much today. Uh, baseball. We're talking about uh, Manny Machado. Where's he gonna go? Where should he go? And how how do we feel? Where are we gonna start? How do we feel about Manny Machado? Honestly, he's gonna get serious. supremely talented player. Obviously, he, he can bat. He's gonna get. He's, he's gonna get arm. the money he wants. Yeah. But if I'm a team right now, I'm not ready to like drop a couple hundred million on Manny Machado. He said in the playoffs, I don't like hustling. In the playoffs. Yeah. What fan base wants to hear that? Yeah. Especially in the playoffs, where like you saw Yasiel Puig on the ground ball he hit running to first base, and it was like a close play, and Ian ended up throwing it away, but like. If he was tanking a little more, like that game would have been over. They wouldn't have won game four. Like you yeah. can't not hustle, especially in the playoff. And you can't tell the fan. I get it. Like yeah, you're not gonna like, be going like, 100%. Not me, you know? You're not gonna be going 100% every day. Like it's during 162 season. I get it, but like you can't not hustle and take his bats off. I don't like that. And then he he's a good third baseman, and he only wants to play shortstop, which he's a fine yeah. shortstop. But he's a Gold Glove third baseman. I don't want all that trouble on there. That so if it's me, I mean he's gonna get the money. Very talented player, but. So we, I, know, I, I think we're looking at we're looking at uh, the Yankees, obviously. Uh, maybe we're just signing with the Dodgers. Uh, Cubs, Cubs looking at him. Uh, I mean, I who, think who are the Cubs? Cubs are probably be my front runner for him yeah. right now, um, especially without without. I mean, it's hard right now because the Cubs. I mean, you you got Bias, you can play short, and then you've got Zobrist, you've got Murphy, depending on if he comes back or not. Uh, we'll see about that. White Sox. We're talking about him last year. They made a trade offer to the Orioles when he was on there. They're interested. I'm just no saying, and they have the money. They have it's the money happen. to sign him. It's not going to happen. Don't be surprised. Dark Horse team? Just saying. They're, they're terrible. But they have the money to sign him. They were interested in him last year. No one wants to they, They're going to be good in a couple years. They got Eloy coming up. They re-signed right, him. All right, all right. You're drinking the Kool-Aid already. Just saying. I think he's going to come. And again, I did predict. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I am drinking the Kool-Aid. also going to White Sox, right? No, we don't need him. We got we have a long jam in the off field anyway. We got a Gold Glover and Adam oh Engel in center. We don't have right, anyways. Eli anyway. is coming up the pipe. All right, no more White right, Sox. He's killing our rings already. I'm talking about the White Sox. All right, Cubs would be. I, I probably probably Cubs. Yeah. that'd be good fit for him. Yeah, that would, that would be pretty decent. Hopefully, he can hustle though. Our favorite train wreck, of course, the Cleveland Browns. We're ta- we're talking. We're back to the Hugh Jackson thing. Uh, Todd Haley, uh, Greg Williams. It, this it was bad. This is blatantly bad for Baker Mayfield. Like, yeah, and there's reports too that Mayfield wasn't a fan of Hugh Jackson. I still think. Yeah. Two five and one against. Like I said earlier, the Steelers twice, Baltimore, the Chargers, New Orleans, and you're two five and one. It, yeah. like, that's not that bad. You were zero sixteen. You need an offensive coach. I don't get it. Yeah. It. I. I definitely think it was. It looked. It seemed to be a little bit of a power struggle between uh, Haley and uh, Hugh Jackson. Just apparently they were having spats. Although Hugh Jackson did vouch for Haley because he was going to get fired earlier. Uh, reports have said. But apparently I think, they were fighting in the facility though. Yeah. The owner was saying like in his press conference he was like, "Hey, this is a message. We want unity in there." So. Yeah, and that's that's where it's like I don't understand. I don't. I just don't understand the move of firing them both. Because I feel like it was one or the other, and to fire Jackson, I feel like okay, Jackson's out. Makes sense for Todd Haley and his head coach. For, and he can run your guy Baker at least for this year, and then yeah. if you want to move on. Yeah, but firing them both, and I understand that like they've got a good defense. Greg Williams is a good coach, but like 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 you said, this is terrible for Baker <laughs> Mayfield. 
And defensive coaches don't win. You, yeah. need, you need the Sean McVay's of the totally world who are going to innovate your offense. So it's supposed to be a debate, but so far we're agreeing. So that, like, yeah, yeah so we're far, on the same page. On the same page. Uh, so the NFL trade. So we had we had some deadline moves with uh, we had Golden Tate going to the Eagles for I believe it was a couple picks. Uh, we talked about Montgomery went for like oh, what, a seventh, sixth round pick. If, if not this year's upcoming draft, but next year after that. So like the lowest form a thing you can get. It basically gave him away for nothing. And then, I gave away Clinton Dix. Yeah, Demarius Thomas uh, swapping seventh rounders and giving and the Broncos got a fourth round pick for the Texans. Uh, and then we had Amari Cooper for the to the Cowboys for a first round. So who who's your best 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 the winner of the trade deadline? Big winner might shock you here. Um, I think it's probably the Cowboys with Amari Cooper. I know they gave up the first round pick. No way. A lot of people don't like that. They definitely need a receiver, and for them to win this trade. Like, honestly, they needed a receiver. They have the line. Their defense has been good. You're not going to get a receiver in the first round next year that's as good as Amari Cooper. Like, looking at this upcoming draft class. And that's what they needed. So that's what you swapped him for. I, also, for them to win the straight, like, they, he only needs to catch. He catches, like, three balls for 85 yards a game. That's a threat. It opens up the run game for Zeke. They got another. Th- they get a threat, a deep ball threat on the outside. I think the Cowboys are winners. Plus, he's the youngest out of all those receivers that were traded. Still controllable for the next couple of years. I think the Cowboys won the trade deadline. I, I definitely think, I honestly, uh, totally unbiased opinion here, I think the Broncos won the trade deadline. The Bron- Broncos the won Bron- the trade just deadline. Just hear me out. Yeah, hear me out. Hear me out. Unbiased opinion. The Broncos, they pretty much already replaced DT. They have already replaced DT, Demarius Thomas, with Cortland Sun. Cortland Sun is the new, he's he's six four on SMU. He's their second overall pick. He was a fantastic pick. He's already proven that he's a deep ball threat. He can run routes. He can high point the ball like no one else. Well, like no other rookie, I'll yeah, say. Okay. Uh, uh, and DT Demarius Thomas, he was gonna be gone. He was not gonna be a Bronco next year. They were gonna. They had an option for him, but he's too old. The fact that they got a fourth rounder, which you can get some steals in fourth round draft picks. I think mean, I think the Broncos got Josie Jewell, which is a, which is a uh, fantastic. I, I agree. Pick. I don't think it's awful for the Broncos, but the Texans the receiver. I thought that was a great pickup for the Texans, especially. I don't think they fleeced him. Especially with Hopkins there, it was like, a win-win-win for for. That was a win-win. Yeah, but they're not definitely not the winner. Well, the other one you could make, I think the strong second strongest to mine would probably be the one that makes the most sense was the Eagles that win. Like all the weapons they have, they just true. added Golden Tate, who can run. He's like a running back that plays receiver. He's great in the locker room. The Lions needed more guys in there. Great in the locker room. He banged Russell Wilson's wife. That's why he left Seattle. That's not good in the locker the room. Lions, all the lines like the players like them. They needed more Golden Tate in the locker room, not less. Gonna, and the Lions are too cheap to pay them. So the Eagles, you know, what? credit to them. Credit to the Lions for, and the Lions aren't even out of it in the playoff race yet. But credit to the Eagles, they're they're always aggressive. Broncos they go on fourth line. down maybe too much, and like so they're aggressive to almost a fault. But they go out, make a move. I like that, especially with Carson Wentz. I think that would be the second place for me. Um, the Texans also. Broncos. Broncos see, definitely Broncos not. Win. A Hall of Famer in the fourth round next year. That's just a homer. See, that's not. No, see, I'm just. That's no. not good journalism, right no there. No way. Your, your they goods. won it. They got a profit. They already drafted. See, John Elway, you can't draft players like at all. He's not good at it. But this year, he was. Oh, so he's gonna get a fourth rounder, and all of a sudden, he's gonna turn into. Well, we're gonna. I mean, how many fourth him. rounders? You know that turn into like is good. Josie Jewell was a fourth rounder, and he's fantastic. It was either him or Deshaun Hamilton. Josie Jewell. He's gonna be the. He's the next. There we go. Amari Cooper. And like Golden Tate, they got in steal. Demarius Thomas would be, Cooper. The, the Broncos were definitely not the winners. That's just I, honestly, that's a disgrace to journalism. Right no, there. you're a disgrace to journalism. You're talking about the White Sox over here getting Machado. That's garbage. It's true though. 
You know they what? They offered We're to trade for him at the winter meetings. And then it happened? Did it happen? No. Because he doesn't want to go there. Oh, no. cuz he can control where he gets traded. But now, do you know how do you know how it works no, as a player? No. No. He does have he can have some say. He can just sit. If not, if he, in your he contract. Go on strike. He can go on strike. He's got Wellington Castillo, old teammate, they're friends. No way. I'm just saying that's like an actual claim where you're you're just pull, you're just pulling things out no, of your butt they, over here. They made the Broncos wanted to trade. All they right, did. let's move on. We're Anyways, garbage. Two greatest quarterbacks in arguably NFL history. Oh, before we go on to that, Packers lost the trade deadline. Oh yeah, that's. True. I don't know Where what in the hell that? they were doing. Yeah, I did Where, talk about that. Yeah, that's that a disgrace. Getting rid of your best secondary player, Ty Montgomery. That. What are they doing over there? That's bad. Yeah, go ahead. I like Tom. I feel bad for the guy. And I'm a Bears fan too, but that's a disgrace what they're doing over there. That's ridiculous. So we got Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Two of the two two arguably the best quarterbacks in NFL history. And we had the whole like commercial with like Jordan. I thought I liked it. I liked that too. I liked it a lot. The music and everything. That was pretty sweet. We got we I believe it's Monday night, right? It's Sunday or Monday? Sunday. Sunday Sunday night. That's the matchup. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback. Of all time. I'm, I'm saying right here. saying right now. He's a bad man. Steve Nace says it. He's, I, I think if we're, talk, if we're talking who's better, uh, I definitely think it's Rodgers. He makes plays that another QB can make with his like arms. He made, he made Jeff Janis look good. And Jeff Janis, he's, you can find a homeless person who can play receiver as well as Jeff Janis. But the man, the man was catching Hail Marys against the Cardinals. I mean, the, the, that game against the Cardinals was, was unreal. It was it was something different, and uh, I think if we're talking about the stats here, uh, Brady's got the rings. Rodgers the best quarterback in uh, he's, he's the best quarterback in history. All right, here's, I think Rodgers is definitely more talented, more God given talent. Yeah, definitely more fine. mobile. We're going all the best of all time. I got I, I gotta go with my boy uh, Tom Brady here. He's thrown. Touchdown passes to 71 different receivers. He makes little slot receivers like Wes Walker, Danny Amendola, Danny, Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman. He's a little good. I mean, these decent players are good. He's good. He makes them look great. And the fact that that dynasty is like in the Patriots dynasty, Tom Brady at the helm, but Danny Tomlinson got drafted, played his career, retired, waited a five-year period, got into the Hall of Fame, all while the Patriots dynasty was going on. We've had let's see three different presidents over the time the Patriots dynasty's going on. And football is not a sport where dynasties are meant to be sustained. When you win, you get punished with a worse draft pick. People get yeah. injured. The fact that this thing has gone on so long, and everyone's like, oh Belichick this, but Belichick's yeah, a fantastic Belichick. coach. Think, He's I... a fantastic coach. But look what he did before Tom Brady got there. Not exactly the best track record. Wow, that he's was great a with the rough. Giants. The beat that was a little rough. Fantastic coach, best coach in the NFL. Not arguing that. Tom Brady, though, you can't. Looking at what he does, the drive he put together I, against Kansas City was like masterfully done. He's a master quarterback. He's forty-one, and he's still in his prime. The, the, the guy think, he's playing I out think, of his mind. I, gotta I, go Tom I Brady. think honestly, okay, if you're if you're starting a franchise, I mean, obviously now Tom Brady's over. But if like a couple years ago starting a franchise, I'm taking Rodgers over over Brady. How many Super Bowls does he won? That doesn't matter. He doesn't have any help. The the Patriots. He doesn't get much help, but I mean, the Patriots Brady, can draft better because and they have better 
weapons around him. He's got he's had his Gronk for like the last eighty four years. Gronk's always injured though, so you cannot still, go by that. He's had still. one great receiver, and that's been Randy Moss in his career. Well, the fact that he's gone through so many different receivers. Rogers not had any tough amazing sport like receivers. football. Who's Rogers had? What Randall Cobb? Yeah, Donald Driver was pretty good. He's not that good. Randy Randy Moss is definitely better than him. Obviously, but a little he's, bit. He's he, he, but he, all right. Gotta give him talent. Rodgers is more talented, but if you're looking at resume, I think overall better quarterback. Yeah, you go with Tom Brady. There's more stability there. He's not calling out teammate. That's the other thing. He's a better team. He's more. There's more stability there. What? No way. There's more they stability with Tom Brady. Than, he's got that chip on his shoulder. I don't actually. I don't disagree kid, with that. He kisses his kids on the mouth really weirdly. Also, we're gonna go with that. Now. So I can't. I can't agree with him on that. Based off that fact. Yeah, he's dating. He's, his wife's hot though. So. I mean, so Aaron Rodgers had wife. what? Danica Patrick. It's not bad. Yeah. He doesn't have a bad relationship with his family. Not even personal. Like, the guy is like... <laughs> he's, he's probably... He's probably... He's probably an a-hole. Let's be real. Does he have cow pajamas? And, I don't uh, even know TV what that means. Method? Well... The Tom Brady does. Best for last. Closing yes, rant. Last. I know... I know... Not everyone... Not all our viewers may watch Shock. But the ones who do will understand. And remember, folks, this is the best for last, supposedly. This is the we're best for last. We're talking about Euro trash. Well, we're just talking about the best... <laughs> The best uh, person on the show for last, and me, Real Madrid is in a very, 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 very bad spot. And we talking about the Packers in a bad spot. We talking about a lot of teams in a bad spot. But Real Madrid, who's come off of three, three Champions League titles, that's insane. Like, that's, like, that should not happen. MLS All-Star Game champs, too. Oh, there, baby. Yeah. Right, no, 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 a dynasty that we have never seen before in inner in soccer ever. I mean, three Super Bowls is crazy. Like, but when you talk about the Champions League, where there's so much that can go wrong for you, three three Champions Leagues is is unreal. I mean, that's a, a soccer season is the longest season we've got. And Real Madrid have won one game in the last seven. They it started off against Sevilla. They lost three nothing. Drew Atletico zero zero. They lost to. CSK Moscow, a, a Moscow team, one nothing. Alavis Levante, they lost back-to-back games. I don't even know where or what that is. Is that a player is. or a team? It's a team in Spain. Uh, Alavis and Levante, they, lost, they beat Victoria Plazin 2-1. And then the straw, the very, very heavy wooden plank that broke the camel's back uh, this weekend was there was a... Julian Loftegis, their their coach, uh, not anymore, got fired or sacked after they got killed by Barcelona five to one. It was his first. They, one of their biggest goal scorers right now is Marcelo, who's their left back. That's in, they they have good players. They have great players. They have Luka Modric. They still have Tony Kroos. Gareth Bale's okay. Isco is a lot of flair. They have good players, and they have not put it together. And they actually have they've. Without I mean, Ronaldo's a goal scorer, so you're missing 50 goals with that. But it is awful what has happened to Real Madrid. And they, they've been tanking, and they need to find a new coach now. And, uh, yeah, that's just... I, it, it's sad. This, actually, it's not sad to see because I hate, I hate Real Madrid. So I'm kind of glad this is happening. But it's still, it's still astounding to see how they can do this with such bad players. Hey, all great dynasties have to come to an end at some point. That's but, true. Yeah, you know what? A little bit of dysfunction there. So, that's all we have for you so far. 
uh, for our first ever podcast. Hopefully not last. Hopefully not last. <laughs> Judging by the ratings, it might be. But yeah, hopefully. Yeah, that's fair. That's hopefully fair. we will see you next week. I'm Mitchell Kaminsky. That's and Marvel Marshall. And have a great rest of your week.